Hey, business building warrior, I've got an audio only episode for you today that is a peek inside a virtual conference that we had recently. We had, I think, about 23, 24 sessions. We had that over the course of two days. All of our students got in completely free if they were a coaching student or a proven Amazon course student. About 1,300 people registered for this event. It was incredible. So much great content. And We've packaged it up for you so that you can get your hands on it at an incredibly low price. I'll tell you about that in a second. But today's episode is going to be one of those sessions. And I picked this session out in particular because I think it helps us prepare very well for 2022. Not that turning the calendar has any kind of huge significance in the Amazon ecosphere. It's just going to be another month from a business perspective, but it was a good time for us to step back and say, hey, what is the state of one specific business model? And that's the model where we start 95% of all of our new Amazon students. It's the replens model. The vast majority of the success stories you hear on this podcast, for example, are people doing the replens model on Amazon. Over a thousand success stories posted between the Facebook group, this podcast, just hundreds of recent success stories, okay? So what is the state of that model? Are we starting to see saturation, for example, or is the opportunity getting bigger? What are some of the trends? Why is it that we think the future looks brighter for this model than the past? It's getting better, not harder. And this session was presented by Jimmy Smith, who is our resident replens expert. Now, as he was presenting this, you'll hear him reference some slides that he's flipping through. You don't need those slides to get the benefit of this presentation. Again, this is audio only. The people that paid for the event, they got to see Jimmy and see the slides as we did the virtual conference, but you're going to get the audio only today. But don't worry, you're still going to get 99% of everything he had to share just listening. But like I mentioned earlier, if you go to theprovenconference.com, we've got a ridiculously low price on getting your hands on this entire event. You can see all the other sessions that were offered. Some of the most popular experts in our community, the leaders, the people with incredible businesses, what's working now, what are they going to do in the new year to continue to grow their business? Very inspirational, motivational, educational, actionable content an incredible conference that had we done it live at a hotel, you'd have been crazy not to spend a few thousand dollars to get there. And here's something else we're throwing in too. If you go take advantage of this very recent virtual event that we just completed and, and grab these 23, 24 great sessions, brand new, hot, fresh content, you also get our summer conference. People did pay thousands of dollars. We all went to Tampa, Florida, hundreds of us. There are about over 500 of us or so showed up in Tampa and had two full incredible days of, it was three days actually, of great content. And we'd love to have you have that full video as well, professionally quality recorded videos from that. So if you go to theprovenconference.com for a few bucks, you can get both events and you may be wondering, well, the summer event, is that still relevant? Absolutely. Fantastic motivational content, real people doing this business. And a little bit of the philosophy we have about our events. We don't bring in a whole lot of outside speakers. We don't bring in a whole lot of keynotes, famous authors. That It's not a celebrity fest of people that you could hear on YouTube. It's people that have come through the ranks in our community doing the things that we teach and they're succeeding and they're turning around saying, hey, here's what I did, what I did. These aren't people who have publishing contracts and videos and you know celebrity thousands of followers on Twitter and that sort of thing. No, these are just people in our community who are building incredible businesses from home with their families and they're sharing how they did it and what they do. So it's very real, very raw. And I think you're really going to enjoy some of the best content could be consuming to continue to grow and inspire yourself what's possible in the world of e-commerce with a focus on Amazon. We spend a lot of time there. Of the virtual event that we just completed, for example, I would say of the 23 sessions, probably 17, 18 of them had to do with Amazon. A few of the others that didn't have to do with Amazon, we were talking about a very creative way to drive traffic with Google using news sites 
random, I know, but very fascinating. Many people responded to that. We talked about personality profile testing, how to know your personality and what that has to do with growing your business and what you should be aware of, how those two connect. Great session. We talked to my son who has a seven-figure business. You're going to be hearing more about that over the coming months as well, weeks and months as we're starting to form a mastermind. You can go to provenmastermind.com if you want to get on the information list for that. But my son in his early 20s has a seven-figure business, has nothing to do with Amazon. He's grown an incredible consulting business, and we're going to partner up the two of us and launch a mastermind in the near future based on what a handful of people step forward and tell us they want to do. We want to meet with a small handful of people, and we kind of talk through his business model as one of the sessions at this virtual conference and this mastermind concept we're putting together. So that's just a few of the non-Amazon-related things that you're going to hear as a part of the conference. But again, to reset, what's this podcast episode about today? What I have for you today is one of the sessions that I think is most applicable to the most people in the listening audience for this podcast. As we transition from 2021 into 2022, you may be listening to this and it's already 2022 or later. That's fine. There's a lot of great content here that will basically confirm something that you may or may not already know, but the replens opportunity on Amazon that we teach to people all over the world around here. Again, the system that we put most people into, what's the state of the union of that opportunity? How's it going? What's it looking like? And Jimmy does such a great job presenting that, that I wanted to put that into a podcast episode. So we're going to transition now, pass the microphone virtually over to my good friend, Jimmy Smith. He's going to fill us in on the state of the union of the Amazon replens selling opportunity. Enjoy this episode. So replens state of the union for 2022. This is going to be much different than Oscar's presentation. Oscar is amazing at uh, motivating and you know speaking off the cuff, uh, or at least what appears to be off the cuff. I've got PowerPoint. So hopefully you all are okay with the death by PowerPoint for tonight because I had so many different thoughts on what I wanted to cover that I just put it all onto this because I'm going to go through a bunch of different things and that way you'll be able to take notes a little bit easier. So let's go ahead and get right into it. So the purpose of this webinar, the reason I decided to make this the 2022 Replan State of the Union is because I get questions all the time about, uh, you know, is Replans still the place to be, right? Is it still a viable opportunity? Are you still seeing success stories from it? Uh, should we continue to even be in replenish? Should we look at other models? Should we try to do all these other things you know, that, that you've seen throughout this conference? Where should we be focused? And I just kind of wanted to hit the reset button for a little bit and give you an update on a few different things. So first, where are replens as a business model today? So what have we seen from a success story standpoint, as well as what are we seeing as challenges to the replens business? Uh, just different challenges that we're facing for those of us that are selling replens. The second thing is, uh, what have we seen be consistently successful? So what are those consistent points between those successful sellers, between those success stories that we're seeing all the time? What is it that's consistent between all of those sellers uh, that is making them successful? And then lastly, I wanted to cover what should you do in 2022 and beyond? Now, when we get to that point, there's a whole bunch of different things that you can do. And it's going to depend based off of where you're at in your business and what you've been doing you know, over the last year. If you're brand new, you might not do some of the advanced wholesale strategies. If you've been selling for a long time, or if you're Oscar, then maybe the next step is a wholesale strategy or partnering with other brands or whatever it might be. So let's go ahead and get into these three different topics. We'll start out with where Replens is a business model today. And first, I wanted to address just for anybody that's brand new, like let's say you're just in this conference and you've never really been around the community too much, or you've been around for a little bit. I wanted to kind of excite you for what Replens is as a model and what it continues to be and grow to. So first and foremost, there's over 700, 700 success stories just for Replens alone. If you include the My Silent team, you know the testimonials from My Silent team Facebook page, the 400 and something testimonials from the Replens Facebook group, the testimonials from my book, uh, Side Hustle to Full-Time Income. We've got over 700, maybe even over 800, but I was pretty, I felt pretty safe putting 700 just from, you know, just some easy math that I could do. But it might be more than 800 or even 900, depending on the, the situation. So there is 
a pattern here, right? That's a reason it's a proven Amazon course. This has been proven. This is probably a statement that no other course or business model out there from you know just a course perspective can say that there's 700 success stories. Now, to just give you full transparency, some of those are, hey, I made my first sale. And some of those are, I'm selling $300,000 a month doing these strategies, adding in additional strategies from the replens model. So for anybody that's new out there, just realize that this does work and it's continuing to work and will continue to moving forward into the future. The opportunity definitely is continuing to grow. It has not shrunk. I have said this multiple times on different webinars that whenever we first did the replens course, whenever Ryan and I first did that, I was super worried that our business would just get crushed because so many people would start selling on these replens and the business itself uh, wouldn't be able to withstand the amount of competition. But that has just not been the case. We've been able to grow uh, each year. We've gotten to the point where we're comfortable with our business. So we're continuing to add employees and add processes to make it even more hands-off. The opportunity is continuing to grow. So use that to motivate yourself as well moving forward. There are people that are leaving their jobs to pursue this business. There's fathers coming home and mothers coming home, being able to spend more time with their families. There's so much here that I just, it pumps me up. So I wanted to pump you up before I get into some of the nitty gritty of uh, the rest of this presentation. There's also people that unfortunately are losing their jobs in this weird economy that we're in. And they're able to get back on track with this business. I've seen, uh, I love getting those notes. I love seeing those testimonials where people have lost their job. They didn't have any other place to turn. And they started with a hundred bucks in the replens model. And they're now selling a thousand dollars a month or a couple thousand dollars a month. And you know, it's just amazing to see that happen. So you utilize that as your motivation as well. Additionally, I see people ask me questions about Amazon and e-commerce in general, like, hey, is this starting to become more saturated? And so I want you to know that Amazon has continued to add more infrastructure to support the demand, not only from a seller perspective, but also the customer perspective. They needed to add, you know, more warehouses, more people, and they are actually supporting us in that venture, which helps us. It might be kind of a process where shipments get slowed down or something happens and things get a little bit more slow during this process, but it is a good thing because they're working through those kinks and it will help us to grow even more in the future. There are more consumers getting accustomed to the process. It's just happened due to the pandemic over the last year and a half, two years. It's We've got more customers coming onto the Amazon platform and all the other platforms as well. Uh, so it's uh, pretty amazing to see that there are more customers because as we'll talk about in a little bit, there's also more sellers. So it's a better experience though for customers and sellers alike because there's more infrastructure, because there's more product availability. It's becoming a better experience for not only the consumer that's buying the products because they're able to get more things online and shop from home without having to leave their house. And it's becoming better for sellers because the infrastructure is getting built to continue to support the growing demand from the consumers. So I just wanted to excite you there, get us on the same page for where we are, where things have gone over the last couple of years through the replens course and where I expect that they'll continue to go to. And it's showing no signs of slowing down. All the testimonials and success stories that continue to come in each and every day, each and every week, uh, it's, it's beautiful to see. So where or what are some of the issues that we're currently facing? Because, you know, obviously I can come on here and say, hey, look at all these awesome success stories without, you know, talking about some of the issues. So I wanted to go through some of the issues or challenges that really are pretty simple to get around. And it's not like you're getting around them, but you can handle them head on. And so let's go through the first one. Uh, there are more brand protections. So you've got more brands coming into uh, the Amazon space, the e-commerce space, and they're trying to protect their brand more by getting sellers off, working exclusively with wholesale partnerships like Rich uh, Potter's course discusses. And so that can become an issue from a replen standpoint because you know you might have a brand that you've been selling for a year and then it gets restricted. However, there's also more brands that are getting added every day that we can source that aren't protecting their brand from the standpoint of they don't care who sells it. They're just adding the listings to Amazon to get more exposure. And so we have more opportunity as well. So as pretty much one thing falls off, one brand falls off, there's more that come on each day. And we have seen very little effect to our business. I haven't run the numbers. I would probably say no effect to our business uh, with some of these brand protections because we're able to find more products uh, and more brands to sell each day. Now, this is also an opportunity for you 
because you can, once you get some experience with Amazon, you've got a base of replans, you understand the platform, you understand what ultimately uh, you're doing there, is you've got the opportunity now to help these brands through these wholesale relationships, through these partnerships. So don't take these brand protections as an issue. Take them as opportunities. You might see a brand that gets, you know, starts getting restricted, or maybe the brand's trying to sell on that listing themselves, and there's 10 other sellers. They're not going to uh, ultimately get the results they want unless they've got somebody helping them. So that gives you an opportunity to go and help them. But the only way you'll find that out is if you start selling products, you start seeing how Amazon works, you take a look at Keepa charts, you see what is changing on each listing and see, uh, you know, ultimately how you can help the brand as much as possible. So that is an opportunity. But if you don't want to do any of that, like if that doesn't interest you, you can take solace in that first bullet point that new brands are added every day for us to source. And that's going to continue to grow. You know, More brands are getting created and more brands are getting added to Amazon that we can sell each day. Now, supply chain shortages. I've actually done a YouTube video on this. And Jim Cockerman and I talked about it on a podcast episode recently as well. But there are supply chain issues right now, unfortunately. And I hope they get cleared up soon, um, but we can't count on that. So some just quick suggestions that I have for how to handle these supply chain shortages. Uh, if you're running into them in your local area, look for multiple suppliers of the product in your area. That's the first step. Now, I know it might sound like a pain, but if you've got a, a product that you're selling from Walmart, well, if that's no longer in stock in Walmart, well, check out your local grocery store, check out Target, check out other stores in the area. What that's going to force you to do as well is to expand your horizons into multiple different suppliers, which is just going to help your business anyway. That's something we should be doing as sellers either way is have multiple suppliers we're buying from. So I highly recommend that would be the first step. If you're finding that some of your products are running out of stock because of supply chain issues, check out other suppliers. Next, if you've got the ability to place an order with the store, Place some larger orders if you know that this particular item is running out of stock a little bit uh, more than it used to. Additionally, if you can't place a larger order with a store, but you know that something keeps running out of stock, whenever it comes into stock, I would recommend buying extra. If you're brand new though, don't do this because I don't want you to just think, oh, I need to buy more product because it's going to run out of stock and you don't have any data or history to actually prove that out. So if you've been selling for three, four months by now and you've got a, a replen that uh, has been doing really well uh, and you see that it's going to uh, ultimately or that it continues to run out of stock, well, then you've got the ability to maybe buy 60 days of inventory instead of just 30. And you can hold back some of the uh, inventory and send it in on a later shipment. So just uh, another suggestion there. Now, this is something to keep in mind as well. If you find something that is very difficult to keep in stock, consider raising your prices, right? Uh, raise your prices above the buy box and wait, wait it out. Uh, wait a bit longer if you know that an item's hard to find. Because if it's hard for you to find in your area, more than likely there's supply chain shortages regionally or nationally, depending on the product. So I am more inclined now to want to hold my prices higher than the buy box than I might have been you know, a year and a half or so ago. But if you ultimately see that, hey, I'm holding my price uh, for a couple of weeks higher and it's not selling, you can always lower it back to the buy box. But um, many times you'll sell it uh, at a higher price than the uh, traditional buy box because of these supply chain issues. And that helps you to make more profit. It makes it a little bit more worth it. And so, yeah, hopefully that can help you as well. Now, increased competition, this is kind of a, a Trojan horse uh, <laughs> bullet point here because not really, right? Yes, there is more, there are more sellers that are coming onto Amazon, but it's always been competitive. I, I know that, you know, people say, and I've said it, that back in 2015, you know, it was like the wild, wild west and you could, you know, buy anything and you could sell it and it was just awesome, right? No restrictions, nothing. And you could make a bunch of money, but it's always been competitive. There's always been uh, little things here and there uh, that competitors have done. And honestly, if you just focus on taking action, continually finding new replans, it's going to work out in your favor. Because the competition, many times, there's going to be new sellers coming on. They're trying this out. They you know, haven't gone through some of this training in the course, and they're just trying to sell products on Amazon. Then they're going to fall off eventually because they're not going to make any money. 
But if you know Keepa, if you've gone through the courses, if you've continually uh, learned and grown in your Amazon journey, the competition really doesn't matter. I don't look at the number of sellers. I don't even look at the quality of sellers uh, anymore on any of these listings. I just care about the Keepa charts, as we'll talk about here in a little bit. But I don't see increased competition as an issue. It's because it's never really become an issue uh, except little things here or there, or maybe one product, the price tanks. Okay, well, there's a thousand other ones that we sell on, so it's not a big deal. Increased pricing. And by this, I mean uh, your, your supplies and as well as your inventory. So because of the supply chain shortages, we're seeing increased prices on supplies, uh, on inventory, but really your price should increase as well if your costs are. Now, uh, I put this note here that it may not be immediate. So if you're seeing an immediate price change, something went from four bucks to five bucks, and you try to hold your price a little bit higher, it might not essentially trickle up uh, the the chain to where your price is going to be higher now uh, when it's actually going to sell there. But it will slowly increase as other sellers are subjected to these new prices. So just realize that, oh no, these prices are increasing in the stores or on my supplies. It's a short-term problem most of the time uh, because other sellers are going to experience the same exact thing and eventually the prices will go up. So if you see the prices raising, uh, you can raise your price and hold out a little bit longer. That's up to you. Uh, But if ultimately it's not selling after a couple of weeks, you can always sell it at a lower profit and revisit that product later on down, down the road. Okay. Now let's get to what leads to consistent success and replans. What are those standard things that I've seen between every seller uh, that is successful, that has posted a success story, that um, even ones that haven't posted stories, but are successful in the business, what leads to their success? There's a couple of things that if you've gone through the course, you will see our you know, repeats from the course. But first and foremost, be patient, right? This is not a get-rich-quick scheme. The business, the seven-figure-a-year uh, business that uh, Brittany and I built, you know, we started in 2015. We didn't hit seven figures until 2018, right? You can have fast success, uh, very fast success, but you also need to be patient with the process. Uh, you need to make sure that you allow the process to work, that it does take some time for shipments to get checked in. It does take time to find replens. Uh, it just takes work. So you need to be patient uh, with that process. You need to have the right mindset. You need to make sure that each and every day you're focused on the right things. You're not focused on failure. You're not focused on every replen you look at, or every product you look at that's no good. You're focused on, oh, cool, I'm one step closer to an actual replen uh, with each one that, that you or each product you look at that's no good. You're one step closer to the next one, right? That is good. So have the right mindset. Utilize, for some people, success stories are very motivating, right? You can utilize those as, hey, this is working for hundreds of people, thousands really, but hundreds of posted success stories. So it's going to work for me. For some people, success stories can be uh, you know, something that um, they don't like, right? Because it can feel like, oh, all these people are super successful and I'm not. So you need to know yourself there and have the right mindset around what you're doing with your business. Ultimately, what are you growing? Why are you doing it? What are the basic steps that need to go into your business to move forward each and every day? If you get 1% better each and every day, how much better will you be at the end of next year. It's not 365% or whatever better. You know, a lot of people do 365 times one. That's 365% better. No, it's actually like 20, 20 times that or something ridiculous. I, I know the numbers are off. You can look it up. What's 1% better each day is a crazy amount of the actual, I guess, compound interest, right? That that plays off itself. Now, the whole goal is to move forward each and every day, take one step forward and closer to your goal. So have that, have the right mindset, make sure that you're moving closer to your goal each day. Focus on the basics and don't overcomplicate it. This one is difficult to do. And that's, you know, because of experience, I have tried to overcomplicate replans many times. And this is prior to the course and after the course, you just try to add in all these other things that they work for some people, but they don't always work. They take extra time. And so it might not be something that you want to do. If you're new 
you need to just focus on the basics. Don't look at all these things that promise uh, amazing, amazing, you know, uh, results. You're going to get a hundred new products every day or something. You can do that in the future. You need to focus on the basics, on the core that works, has always worked, and will continue to work as long as the software programs exist, like Keepa. They'll continue to work. So focus on those basics. Don't overcomplicate it. Focus on your activity as well, and not on your sales. So that's also very difficult to do because people that come into this business model and they're focused strictly on sales, they're focused on that $5,000 goal, that $10,000, that $50,000, $100,000 a month goal, whatever it might be. If you focus on that, then eventually you might get a little discouraged if things aren't growing, but you might miss the reason why they aren't growing. Typically, the reason the business isn't growing is because your activity has gone up, it leveled out to a certain point, and you haven't increased your activity. You've left it the same and you never really realized that now I need to increase my activity to make the sales go up too. So focus on your activity first and foremost. How many replans are you finding each day, each month, each week, whatever it might be? How much are you spending in your business, right? You can find 50 replans in a month and spend 500 bucks or you can find 100 replans in a month and spend 500 bucks. The spend is what's going to ultimately yield to the results of your sales. Right? If you're spending $500, you're probably selling about $1,500 or so of sales. So it doesn't matter as much. You need to focus on your activity, how much you're spending, the things that are pushing your business forward each and every day. That's what's going to help you. Uh, you can only control finding replans and sending in products. You can't control sales. Once you send it off to Amazon, yeah, there's little tricks you can do to help sales. But you can't control it. You can only control your activities of finding replans and actually shipping them in to Amazon. So keep that in mind. Make your goals revolve around those activities and not on sales, as I you know, just said. And then if you're doing the activity... So if you're saying, Hey, I've been tracking my sales. I've been tracking my replans. I'm doing the activity, but I'm not seeing sales. That's when you need to start to analyze things. You need to analyze each product and, and check the Keepa charts to make sure nothing's changed. You can utilize the Facebook groups that are out there, the My Silent Team Facebook group, the Replens Facebook group, the Business Building Legends Facebook group, if you're in any of those, make sure that you utilize those groups, ask questions, post Keepa charts. If you're confused about something or just need extra help, we are here to help you. So don't just... If you're doing activity, you're putting in the work and you're not seeing the results, ask the questions. Sometimes it's a timing issue. Sometimes it's a Keepa issue. Sometimes it's just, hey, you need to be patient. <laughs> Wait another couple of weeks because the, the things aren't checked in yet. So just keep that in mind. Utilize the groups uh, that you're in. What also leads to consistent success is relying on Keepa charts to make your decision. That's always the baseline. That's the most important software program out there for replen sellers, in my opinion, is Keepa. And I would say probably in everyone's opinion that I've talked to that sells replen successfully is Keepa. So get used to looking at Keepa charts, get used to analyzing them, evaluating them. Super important. This one's obvious if you've gone through any of the replens training, but you want to reverse source. You don't want to scan barcodes with the current software that's out there right now, scanning barcodes. It's like looking up a barcode on Amazon. You're going to get one result or nothing. So reverse source, uh, look for things based off the title or the brand plus the type of product it is, right? I've got gum right here, icebreakers, ice cubes, gum. If you can see it, I would just search icebreakers, peppermint gum and see what happens or icebreakers, cubes and see what pulls up. That's what you want to look for. You don't want to scan barcodes. And then lastly, as Oscar perfectly puts in his presentation, take action. It's so important. And not just any action. You need to take the right actions. You need to focus on the correct activity, finding replans, sending in shipments. Those are pretty much the two things that you need to focus on for a successful replan business until you get to a certain point. It's go out, find products, ship them into Amazon. That's it. So take action. Don't spend a bunch of time looking at all these different side hustle opportunities. Focus on the business model that you want to focus on, specifically in this case, replans, and take the action that's necessary to get you to that result. Okay. So here's where I'm going to have like a, a caveat. So I'm going to have a little bit of an asterisk that I didn't put on the PowerPoint. What should you do for 2022 and beyond? Okay. The and beyond is the important piece for some of you. If you are a brand new seller, 
there are things here that will not apply to you that you should not focus on, right? Because they're going to have, uh, what is it? The law of diminishing returns. You're going to have diminishing returns for you because you're new. You should be focused on the basics of finding products, sending them into Amazon, doing that consistently and continuing to move forward. Now, for some of you that have been selling for a while and you're at 20,000, 40,000, 100,000 plus a month, there are some things on here that won't apply to you either, but other things that apply 100% to you that you should be focused on. So this is kind of a catch-all and I have a lot of suggestions and hopefully I don't bog you down or take up too much uh, time on these. I'll try to go through these as, as decently uh, explained and as quick as I can. But first off, we need to finish 2021 strong. Yes, 2022 is there. Yes, that's the whole point of this presentation and even the e-commerce opportunity for 2022. But there's still three weeks left, or I guess a full month, right? Left in December. So you need to finish this month strong. And the ways that you do that, first, fulfilled by merchant time, uh, that is now. This is the time to focus. If you've ever focused on Fulfilled by Merchant or if you never have, now is the time to do it because this is when you can make a lot of money on FBM products. So there's plenty of trainings in the Q4 groups that we've done. There's also some in my replens group. I assume that there's uh, some on Fulfilled by Merchant in you know like the My Silent Team group or in PAC. Uh, so make sure to utilize those resources to learn about it if you don't know how, but you want to focus on that now. This is key that a lot of people forget. You want to keep sending in shipments. I have uh, many people all the time that have said, "Hey, you know, um, my sales in January were awful." Then I ask them, "Well, did you send in any FBA shipments during December?" And they're usually like, "Well, I sent one." Well, that's why, right? You because you weren't sending in shipments during December, so you need to keep sending in your FBA shipments. Just because it's not guaranteed to show up for Christmas sales doesn't mean you need to stop doing that. So you want to be consistent with sending in those FBA shipments. I do recommend take time off with your family to enjoy the holidays, but be consistent in your normal replen shipment routines, okay? You don't need to go out and just ignore all of the holidays that are happening right now. You need to be consistent though in your business. So spend time with your family, that's why you do it. This is what the whole point of the business is for. But ultimately, you want to be consistent in your shipment routines because that's what's going to create success in January and February as well for your business. Uh, look for Christmas candy. This is just a tip on heavy clearance after December 25th. You want to look for some things that are on heavy clearance. So usually Christmas candies, Christmas foods, uh, those things can continue to sell well. This is the perfect timing because it's the coldest part of the year too. So if you send in candy, it's unlikely to, to melt, right? Uh, so I recommend looking at that if you've uh, got the ability and the time to do it. However, you want to make sure that you check Keepa to see how it sells after January 1st. So don't just go out there and see, oh, cool, there's a 75% off sale on all this candy at, at Walgreens and just load up a basket because a lot of it might be awful candy that nobody wants. So uh, make sure that you're checking Keepa with each thing, doing the normal replen process, but taking advantage of the clearance pricing. This is something that you need to remember as well. So be prepared for returns in January, but don't be discouraged. A lot of newer sellers I've seen over the last five, six years, and myself included in the first year or two, complain about the returns that come in January. However, that's usually for a few different reasons and also, uh, which I'll cover here in a second, but it can be discouraging. And I want to kind of give you some tips on what you can do with that because many of the returns that you get back should still be sellable. Most of the time, you know, you bought a product, you send it in FBA, a parent buys it or somebody buys it as a gift person opens a gift and they're like, oh, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't want this toy, right? Or I already have one of these. And so they just send it back, right? Because it's never been used, never been opened. So a lot of the things should be still sellable. Now, if you get it back and you can't sell it, there's multiple options. But first, look to see if you can send it back into FBA. Second, you can sell it on eBay. Uh, yeah, it might be a different process, but you can sell it uh, on eBay. eBay is still a very valuable platform. And I recommend doing that. You can sell it on Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist. You can hold it for a garage sale. Don't just get these things back and throw them out and be all sad because you lost a bunch of money. You can still sell these and many times break even or make profit uh, depending on the product and how it, the condition that it's in. So don't be discouraged by that. And remember that January, at least for us, is typically our second biggest month for sales because we have consistently been sending in those products in December. 
We didn't take time off from our normal routines. We can continue to send in our typical replens. And so in January, we have an awesome sales month. People are spending their Amazon gift cards. People are buying more products in January. And so that's usually our second biggest month. So we might get a little bit more in returns because people didn't like their Christmas gifts or whatever. But January, we're getting a lot more in sales as well if you were consistent in your sending in of products, right? You took off the whole month of December, which that's up to you. Totally fine. You've got freedom to do that in your business. But if you take off the month of December, expect January and the first half of February to not be so great. So just keep that in mind. If you're consistent with the action, it will be a, a good month or at least at the very least an average month for you, right? For us, it's typically our second biggest. Okay. So if you've been selling for three months or more and you've got replans that maybe you forgot about, you want to take the time to go through your old replans because it's very easy to forget about some of these replenishable products, right? You're spending time in Q4, you're buying in, buying all the, the holiday products, you're buying all the Christmas stuff, you're making, you're sending in FBM products and you forget about your old stable replens that are now a little stale, right? And so I highly recommend going back through your list of replens, reevaluating all of them, at least all of them that look decent, right? You can usually tell off the just normal selling price if it looks at least worth taking a check on Keepa. So go through all of your old replens to see if any of them are viable again. And then make a list. If you can do this now, great. But make a list so you can send them into FBA now. If you don't do this now, then definitely do it at the beginning of the year. The reason I recommend doing it now, if possible, if you've got the time, is because a lot of sellers forget about their replens in Q4 and they're just focused on Christmas stuff or holiday, you know, different, uh, there's a bunch of holidays and stuff in, in December. So they're focused on all of that and New Year's products. So make sure that if you can send them in now, do it because you're going to get a lot of sales that other sellers forgot about. And it's it can be a lot of times even more profitable than a typical you know June or something that you were regularly sending these in on. And then, oh yeah, I already mentioned that. It is way easier to buy old products that are good again than to find new ones. So always keep that in mind. Your old products, if you can go back through them, reevaluate them, way easier to do that than it is to go out and find a new one, stand in the aisle, get yourself prepared for it. You know, So take the time once a quarter, even throughout the year to go back through some of your old products and see if they are viable again. This one's obvious for 2022. Continue to build up your replens list with new ones. And I recommend, uh, it's up to you. I know Oscar said he hated doing the pictures whenever I was watching his uh, presentation. But if you don't like being in the aisles, if you hate standing in the aisles, just go take pictures or pay a, a local you know, high school kid to take pictures of aisles for you. And then you don't even have to go to the store until you buy the products. But have them take pictures in stores so you can evaluate them at home or go out and stand in the aisles like uh, you know we did for the longest time. Try some new OA stores. I recommend doing that. You want to be diversifying your suppliers. As I mentioned earlier, with the supply chain issue, try to diversify those suppliers so that if there are issues with a particular supplier, you have multiple other uh, suppliers to go to. Expand your skill set with replens. So if you are you know, just focused on some of the most basics of Keepa and you've been selling for a while, you've got it down, you know Keepa really well, start expanding your skill set and look into maybe the Keepa product finder, look into some of those other software programs, but only if you have essentially mastered the uh, regular Keepa data, the regular charts. If you can go, you can look at a Keepa chart and in under five seconds, evaluate if you should buy it or not. So that's when you should start expanding your skill set to look at some new, uh, to help you find new replens uh, for your list. So this one is the more advanced stuff. Now you can do it early on. And so that's why I said some of this will apply to new sellers, some won't. It's kind of up to you. I do recommend if you plan to make this a bigger business that's going to extend beyond yourself, where you're bringing in employees or independent contractors, you're bringing in team members, then you should in 2022, not right now, uh, but in 2022, start thinking about building your standard operating procedures. And I'll try to break down just some quick tips on that because I go through it in the course for replens. I also go through it in the book, Side Hustle to Full-Time Income. So there's a lot of different things you know, that, that can go into this, but I'll give you some quick tips. So essentially... I don't want you to sit down and be like, all right, cool. I need to figure out my process for a repricer. You know, I'm going to take the time. I'm just going to figure this out. Or I don't want you to go around and say, okay, what's my prep and ship process for clothing and shoes? Or what's, how do I find a replan? Essentially, what you want to do is just document the process as you do it. 
you don't need to take extra time for most of these procedures. You can just sit down, start OA sourcing or whatever it is, and you can turn on a screen recorder and record yourself doing it. Talk through it. I don't care if you don't like your voice. It's not about posting it to the internet. It's about creating a procedure. So start with a video. If you need to prep a certain replan, just turn on a camera. You don't even have to show your face, have someone hold it. And you're like, all right, cool. I'm going to prep this breakable product. All right, I need to get this bubble wrap and this is how much I get. And I put it on here and I tape it. And then I get a poly bag. I put that around it. You know, you just talk through that process with the video camera on there. And then eventually they can be turned into written procedures for your business. So it's going to make it tremendously easier if you do outsource that in the future. And that's what you're going to create those systems from. Now, I want to add one more thing to that before we get to the outsourcing. But video to written, you don't even have to be the one to write it later. You could eventually send that to a virtual assistant, uh, somebody that you get on Fiverr or someone that you get you know, from Ryan's VA service or wherever it might be that will take that video. They'll transcribe the whole thing. They'll write it out and they'll take screenshots of each little thing, right? They'll take screenshots of the product, take screenshots of the bubble wrap going on the product, screenshots of the uh, poly bag. And, and they can take those screenshots and make it into a nice PDF for you. And you can do, you know, 90% of the work will be done and you can just edit it to, you know, for little mistakes later, right? Because having those written ones make them easier. If a process changes with uh, how you do something, you don't have to re-record a video. It's a lot easier to delete a sentence out of a written PDF and just add in a new one than it is to re-record a video and then have to write it later. So keep that in mind. I know it's going to be a little over your head if you're brand new, but if you have been doing this for a little bit, you're at five, ten thousand dollars a month in sales, or even a little bit less, you can start doing this process because it's it doesn't take much extra time to do this. Now begin outsourcing. So this is just kind of an overview of different things you can outsource. I don't think that all of you that are out there today should be hiring employees or independent contractors. However, if you don't have any software programs, right, then that's one way to outsource. If you don't have a virtual assistant, that's a way to outsource service providers for bookkeeping, taxes, et cetera. All of these things are different ways to outsource. So you don't have to complicate it. Again, this is for what should you do for 2022 and beyond. This isn't what you have to do in January. Keep that in mind. But make a plan to implement new software if needed, right? So replendashboard.com. I've got my, my shameless plug here, my shirt and everything. Replendashboard.com, I recommend for uh, managing your inventory, a repricer. Um, there's a ton of great options out there for repricing. If you don't have a repricer, you should look into one if you've got over 100 SKUs that you're selling. Inventory Lab for speeding up shipments. So many different software programs out there that you can outsource and it will save you hours upon hours of time. And that's really the, the plan. That's the whole point of it. So start looking into that. Additionally, there's provenreplensva.com, that whole, uh, that new trained VA service that uh, you know the team has put out. So they can help you find new replens. So if you're looking for a VA and you don't have time to train one, you can go to that service to help you with that. Or you can find another VA service that you can work with and you do a little bit more work to train that VA yourself. So start looking at VAs. And then from a service provider standpoint, Maybe it's a prep center that you could outsource to. Maybe it's an accountant or bookkeeper, landscaping or lawn care. It costs 40 bucks for our lawn to, or 30 or 35 bucks for a lawn to get mowed. That saves me an hour of time and a bunch of money and gas and making sure that the lawnmowers went arise and doesn't break down. Like, Get service providers for the most basic tasks that you do each and every day. You can find ones for Amazon listing creation, uh, Tons of different service providers out there that you can utilize. Uh, you can even have ones that do your groceries, right? <laughs> They'll go shipped, right? Many grocery stores now ship your groceries to you. So why are you going to a grocery store? Look for service providers that can save you time that then you can place into your business or put towards your family. All right. Here's another thing you can do in 2022 uh, or beyond is build relationships with store managers. You know, I know Jim and Ryan talked about a couple of different examples, I think in the panel before Oscar. So I recommend trying to build relationships with those store managers. They can help you buy in bulk. Uh, they can ultimately help you profit more and you can create a win-win relationship with them. And they can help you find new opportunities. Maybe they've got a catalog of products they don't even stock, but you realize, oh, I could order a hundred of these and sell a bunch of them. So they can help you find those new opportunities. That's pretty it's simple to do. It's not easy because it's hard to go up and talk to somebody that you don't know, especially if they're a manager, but it might give you a good opportunity to order in bulk and create a good uh, partnership. If new products come out that they know about, that's also how they can help you find new opportunities. So maybe something, some new product line is coming out and they say, hey, this, this thing's new. We expect it to be popular. Do you want to buy some as well? 
then it might be a good opportunity for you if you can see it on uh, Amazon or if you're willing to make the listing on Amazon. If you're working with smaller stores, they're typically going to love the partnership more, right? Uh, you can't really partner up with Walmart or Target. But if you're working with regional or uh, local stores, that's when you can uh, really build relationships. And then again, look into regional, local, or niche stores for replants. Not everyone has to buy from Walmart, okay? I know we get a lot of people that buy products from Walmart. We buy products from Walmart. But you can look into multiple stores. So regional local or niche stores are all great for replens. It helps you with building relationships. And I just gave a little bit more clarity to what that means. So grocery products, regional typically is a grocery store. Sometimes you'll have local grocers like um, a Mexican food store, an Asian food store, something like that, right? You've got local grocers like that. Specialty stores that would probably fall under it, but there's music stores, there's sporting goods stores, there are office supply stores, there's arts and crafts stores. There's all these different things that are niches that you've got opportunities from a replens perspective to have a lot less competition if you really get into those niches. They might be harder to find replens, but they're going to be a lot less uh, competitive typically as well. Okay. And then look for wholesale opportunities. I'm pretty sure this is the last slide for different opportunities of 2022. But look at your existing replen base. As I mentioned at the beginning of this with Ryan, that that's how I recommended it in the course is look at your existing replens. And then you can move forward from there because ultimately... You've got so much data on different products that sell well. That's where the majority of our, yeah, the majority of our wholesale products have come from our existing replens that we had, and they became exclusive wholesales, wholesale relationships for us. So look at those replens that you're currently selling to see what you can, you know, just do from a wholesale perspective. So check out your top sellers. And then you can contact the brand or search for a distributor or wholesaler for that brand. So if you're looking at your top sellers, especially if they're hard to keep in stock, or maybe a supplier that you're buying it from, a store you're buying it from no longer is, is selling that, we'll take that as an opportunity to contact the brand. And if the brand refers you out to a distributor or a wholesaler, that's fine. It's going to be a little bit more marked up. But if you can work with either of those, it's still going to be better than not having that as a wholesale product. And then I recommend in 2022, make a list of just the top 10 to contact. You don't have to overwhelm yourself. Uh, just make a list of 10 of your best replens that you can contact for wholesale opportunities uh, because that's going to push you forward. Make one call a week for 10 weeks or make one call a day for 10 days. Not very difficult uh, to do that. And so it, it will help you tremendously. Even if you get one or two or you get none of them, you're still learning, you're still trying, and it's better to... to work towards the wholesale process than to do nothing. And also using Rich Potter's course at provenwholesalesourcing.com, I believe is the, the link for that. So uh, he's got an amazing method. Uh, obviously, if you haven't watched his presentation uh, from this conference, I highly recommend doing that. His is way above and beyond what I'm recommending with your existing replens, but there's so much to be gained from that course and, and his knowledge. So recommend that. Okay. Yeah. So I put find out more if you guys want to see anything more from me, right? Uh, there's a Replens Facebook group. You can join that if you email support at silentsalesmachine.com. I actually have over 50 extra videos in that group than is in the course. So, And I continually do at least uh, one Q&A a month, but I also typically will do a, a content webinar. So if you want to join that group, I recommend uh, going and checking that out because it's Replens focused. If you realized from going through this conference that you want to focus on replans, that's the place to be. Also, website AskJimmySmith.com. You can find me on YouTube and Instagram at AskJimmySmith. Then I have a podcast, Biblical Business Leaders. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. That was a little taste of hanging out with us at our most recent virtual conference. Like I said, Jimmy did reference some slides, and I hope that you didn't feel the need to see those slides. If you do want to see them, by the way, you can see his full video presentation as well as all the other couple dozen presentations from this conference for just a few dollars at theprovenconference.com. And remember, like I mentioned at the beginning of this show too, you get all the professionally recorded videos from our most recent conference, our live event as well. So you get the virtual and the live event from 2021 in one package instant full access to both. You can watch the videos, you can download them, listen to them, and watch them at your leisure over the next few days, weeks, and months. Some of the best content you could be consuming if you're trying to grow a business using the internet creatively, especially if you're looking at Amazon as the path that you're wanting to use, regardless of your level. If you're brand new, this is for you. If you've been doing it a while, 
we have something for you as well. And you can pick your way through this content. I think you're really going to enjoy it. One last thing, a couple last things to mention. You heard me reference at the beginning of this episode. I'll mention it again. You're going to be hearing a little more in the future about this, but my son and I are starting up a mastermind soon. You can go to provenmastermind.com. There's not a lot of details there yet. It's only going to be for a handful of people that really want to hang out, small number of people. We're talking like less than 15 people who want to spend and invest some time and money in hanging out with people who want to take all this very seriously and hang out with Trey and I on a regular basis, probably weekly meetings, get together a few times a year, that sort of thing, just a high-end mastermind. So if that's of interest to you, go fill out the form at provenmastermind.com. We'll send you more information as it becomes available. And those who are interested are going to help us shape out this thing too. So we'd love to hear your input if you're interested. Okay, God bless you, Business Building Warrior. Loved doing this episode. We have got some great episodes lined up coming in the next few days that we've already recorded. Can't wait to roll them out to you. So many great success stories coming your way to motivate, encourage, equip you. And hey, like I always say, we're in your corner. We're praying for your success. We want to help you out. Come be a part of our community. Our Facebook group is exploding in growth with great creative business building warriors from around the world. And I had someone ask me actually recently, hey, why do you call us warriors? What does business and warriors have to do with each other? Well, there's many, many reasons. And I think if you've been doing it a while, you can kind of relate to the analogy without my explanation. But basically, if you think of a army, what are they doing? Well, they're they're fighting for a cause, something they believe in. There's Their morale matters. Morale is tied to morals. The two words overlap in a great, to a great degree for a reason because they're very similar concepts. If an army or if a business builder believes in what they're doing, well, they're more likely to succeed. You've got to have a warrior's mentality, high morale, surrounded with others doing what you're doing. We talk around here about seeing the virtue and serving others well. It's not just about making money. That's a selfish motivation that eventually will become very deflating. Psychology tells us if you don't see the virtue in what you're doing, you'll begin to self-sabotage and lack motivation to do that task. So you got to keep your morale high, just as if we were soldiers. And that's just one reason we call you warriors. Another one is you've got a lot of things working against you. You know, the law of entropy tells us that over time things deteriorate. Well, if you're going to build a business and be creative, you've got to constantly be repairing, fixing, improving, creating new systems, building new relationships. It's a battle. Uh, it's kind of like it's a it's a battle to keep a plane in the air. A lot of things got to be going right at any given time to keep that plane up. And if you do it right, well, yeah, you've got a flying plane. But if you turn off half those systems, suddenly you're you're struggling to keep that plane up. Same thing with business. It's a battle. You've got to be doing things, even the things you don't want to do on a regular basis to fight forward and build. Building a business isn't just flipping some switches or pushing some buttons. It's it's relationships. It's effort. It's discipline. It's pushing beyond what others are willing to do. So that's part of why I call you a business building warrior. And I hope that resonates with you, but that's how I see you. If you're out there in the trenches trying to do something to serve well so that people will voluntarily give you money in exchange for those things that you work so hard to provide, well, that makes you a warrior in my book. And I'm honored to serve with you. So until we have another great episode again in the near future, this is Jim signing off, Silent Sales Machine. I'll talk to you very soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.